Hey, welcome to the Elijah Rising Podcast, where we discuss the myths, the misconceptions, and the most asked questions about sex trafficking. I'm Adam, and I am joined by my good friends and colleagues, David Gamboa and Sam Hernandez. I want and you to keep going, but I'm going to light these candles because it's Christmas, and I'm upset. The <laughs> okay, that's Go, fine. I'm all about this. This is our last episode of 2020. What a year. What a year. And so um, we just wanted to take this last episode of the year to share some stories um, uh, from the year. It's been such a difficult year, and there's been so many bad things <laughs> that we thought we would take this opportunity in the last episode to talk about some great things, some good things uh, that have happened here at our work, uh, at Elijah Rising, through our work, fighting sex trafficking. And so uh, I asked Sam and David to just join us on the podcast today, and I'm just going to ask them to kind of recall some things that have been going on this year. And you should just know, like up front, like these are, I mean, miracles. I mean, uh, from from our perspective, and um, we're not sharing anything that we don't have permission to share. You know, all the stories that we're going to uh, to talk about on the podcast today. Um, you know, we have approval from the people that it happened to uh, to talk about, and a lot of it happened to us. So yeah. let's jump in uh so what's the first miracle we want to talk about like what what's the first thing that comes to mind obviously we prepped a little bit for the episode um but the beginning of 2020 was not a pandemic yes it i mean no it was not um it was the beginning of the year of clarity everyone's in 2020 perfect vision. (laughs) 2020 vision we're definitely seeing a lot of stuff clearly you know but um if you don't remember, in the year 2019, yeah. which seems 15 years ago, it's been <laughs> 84 years um, since 2019, we had a drunk driver uh, crash into our building and it caught on fire and it is still not ready. Yeah, yeah that was June 2019. Yes, yeah. uh, our old office building, which was like a new office that we just <laughs> yeah. moved into. So <laughs> we were so excited. So um, we thought, you know what, it's probably going to be a month of renovations and yeah. we'll be right back in. So we all officed in the back of the Elijah Rising store. Um, now you might be saying, that sounds like a sad story, not a miracle. Well, let me tell you, <clears throat> if the if the thing, if the events did not happen in exactly the order yeah. that they had happened in, um, this is what happened. We were then moved out of the building right. into the back of the Elijah Rising Because the building door. caught on fire. Building caught on fire. They had to rip open the wall. They we, t- we saw them everywhere. taking a, a fire hose upstairs, and me and David were like, <laughs> that's our office with our MacBooks and all the things, and, yeah. but um, which were fine. But the thing was is we didn't look for a new office building, which if we knew then yeah. what we knew a year later, we would have. Yeah. We said, no, we'll wait till it's renovated. So we all crammed inside um, a tiny room and worked together in the back of the store. Now, months and months pass. I think like, like nine months. Yeah, like nine months pass, and the building is still not renovated. So because of this, we were like, well, we, I guess we just continue waiting, or we maybe need to look for something else. Then someone approached us and said, hey, I hear that you're not in your building. Um, do you need some place to rent out? We said, yes. So a amazing amazing man had a house in the Heights and he said, Hey, we'd love to lease it out to you um, for a very low price. We were like, how much? You know? And it just so happens that it's like a mile and a half away from a mile and a half yeah. from our building. So not only did God move us to the Heights yeah. um, for this, the t- a time in a season like this, yeah. um, this donor's house was, you know, just down the street. And we were like, Oh my gosh, was it big enough? It was perfect. 
And we thought this is the best possible scenario. So we're going into talks about leasing it out. And then by some act of God, he, in his generous heart, changed his mind and said, actually, I just want to give you the house. Just deed it over. Deed over the house. Now, mind you, Elijah Rising has been leasing. We started leasing a closet from wonderful Cornelius <laughs> Connection International Ministries. Thank you. Um, then, thank you, Cornelius Conne- Connection International, for your, that space that we, we worked in. It. Two folding tables, many interns, yeah. lots of fights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then eventually 5818, which was yeah. the brothel that we shut down and turned into a beacon of hope. And then we moved into the Heights. And if any, if any of those things had changed, if we had found a different place to lease that didn't get hit by a car, we would have never been gifted this house. If we would have found a place after the building had got you know hit by a car, no one have, would have thought to offer this. So because of all those yeah. things, Elijah Rising's headquarters office is a fully paid for, yeah. this beautiful home that we office out of that is now in one of the greatest neighborhoods. Like, yeah. It's so nice, close to everything, close to ministry partners. Um, easy to get to the freeways, and it, it's just insane that we have yeah. this space. Everyone comes and they're like, "What the heck? Yeah. This is yeah. incredible!" <laughs> and even to make it crazier, is one of our amazing um, volunteers almost bought this house. Yeah, that's right. And she said something about it; it just wasn't for me. And so, if she would have bought the house, he wouldn't have had it still on the market to donate to us. So. God is so good, and we now have an amazing office. And people come in, and we're like, we know. We know. Yeah. It was a gift. And and there's a link to the podcast, too, David. If you'll remember, like we were trying to figure out how to launch this podcast, oh, yeah. and we lost our office space. So, like, because we were, we were strategically planning, like, yeah. okay, well, if we move this person here, we can put, you know, the set up the studio in, in this room. But then somebody drove through the building, so we were like, well, yeah. it's in our – our 20, whatever that was, 2019, 2020 strategic plan to do this podcast, but we were in a closet. We had no place to do mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. somebody gave us this house. Here we are in the and podcast studio. in the middle of the creative office, which the three of us office together. Yeah. It's, it's the funnest. The office. other crazy thing is the guy who drove into the building used to shout obscenities at our vent. That's right. That's learned right. This because Joe Madison, shout out to Love People Not Pixels, who was in the hospital with like this crazy... yeah. The, the, like I don't know what it was. They, I don't think was, they ever like yeah. officially figured out what was wrong with <laughs> Joe. Sam and I had to go in like full on like COVID COVID nineteen year outfits. before it was COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah, we showed Joe a picture and he was like, "That's the guy." Yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, crazy. which that guy got away with running into that building under the influence and it burning to the ground. But he did yeah. get arrested in a different state for other other things. things. <laughs> yeah. So you know. so all of that happened in. <laughs> Uh, well, we moved into this space in February of 2019. Mm-hmm. So, like, right before uh, coronavirus. February I mean, like, 2020. 2020, yeah. 2020, sorry. Yeah, February 2020. Right before, I guess at that point, like, the pandemic was already kind of gearing up um, in other parts of the world. It hadn't hit Houston yet. At least at that point, we didn't know it had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we move into this space, and it's really become uh, our home. Uh, and and we've been able to expand, uh, expand staff even um, such a blessing. It's yeah. such a miracle. And the fact that we don't have that cost is such a blessing to Elijah. Yeah, right. Because yeah. we own it outright and there's no overhead um, other than, you know, utilities. But then the pandemic hits, right? Wah, wah. Yeah. And so uh, we get a couple months in here and then March rolls around and things get sideways, gets haywire. And we all kind of have to go work from home for a little while because we didn't know, you know, at that point it was like, well, you know, two weeks, stay at home. We just moved in. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bummer. (laughs) It was so hard. Um, And so the pandemic has been, 
it has been difficult and and that's an over you know an understatement i should say and we know that you the listeners like we know that literally every single person in the world has been impacted by coronavirus in 2020 yeah. um and we have we've tried to be uh really intentional about communicating how elijah rising has been impacted by coronavirus and you know we've had to stop van tours which has been a huge um huge deal for us uh and yeah. interventions have been impacted but David, I'm hoping that maybe you can speak to a little bit of how the pandemic has actually helped us in some ways, and particularly as it relates to um, the build out of the restoration campus. Yeah. So when the pandemic hit, we you know had to stop doing interventions. We had to stop doing van tours and just begin to regroup and reassess. And last year was the big year that we really formally launched our restorative care program. That's right, October 2019. Yeah, and yeah. so it, it's it's still really our baby program. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's um, one of our biggest goals that we've been focusing on for last year and this year and even in the next couple of years. Um, but this gave us time to really focus just on that program. Yeah, and it we also got some connections with people that are master planners and master developers. And because work was slowing down for them, they actually had some time to look at the 84 acres and help us assess, okay, here's what, you know, 10 years, 20 years, here's the Mm -hmm. full vision of Mm -hmm. what it can look like. And we've had plans before in the past, but they weren't drawn out to this level of detail and this level of like, okay, this is like what it's going to cost down to the dollar. This is how we can phase it. And this is realistically, you know, what we need to prepare to build out on 84 acres. Because to be honest, that was really overwhelming to us at first. Yeah, and you could always make a plan to say, this is what we're going to do with this building. But once you get professionals in, you say, oh, the cost is this uh, way more expensive. Or like the watershed goes this direction. You can't put a house there, right? Because they're professionals and they know that kind of stuff. And we have no idea. (laughs) And, And they're not only master planners. These people are like the master planners who've worked on things like the woodlands (laughs) to be exact city City center (laughs) not just like hey we have a degree in master planning like they did they are some of the best and they've given their time and which is such a huge i mean it's a huge understatement how much blessing that is yeah and so that's even still currently being built out like right now we're in the process of developing out the phases and putting kind of dollar amounts to what each of those phases are going to cost and um, so we haven't shared a ton of the information because it's not, um, not done yet. yet. Yeah, yeah, it's not done yet. But this gave us a tremendous head start, even with um, 3D renderings yeah. of what it's going to look like. Oh, my and gosh. Just, it's, so it's, just, it's just so exciting. And I think that helped our team sort of catch vision for, yeah. you know, hey, this is what we're building. And this is <clears throat> going to be the future. Like, this is going to be a beautiful, thriving place where women can come and receive healing and restoration. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's so incredible. I mean, um, and, and just the fact that, you know, I, I think it's a great opportunity in the podcast right now just to say once again, thank you to all of our partners and to those individuals in particular, you know, if you're listening, you know who you are, you know what project you're working on with us. But really, like, this past year has been so crazy, but like we couldn't have done, we couldn't have gotten to this point if it weren't for you, uh, our supporters, our donors, our, our listeners, you know, um, even somebody said the other day, like, even if you just shared an Instagram post, like you made a significant difference, like you helped, yeah. uh, and you didn't just help our brand, which we're very appreciative of. Thank you very much. Uh, but you you helped advance the the mission. You helped advance the work of ending trafficking and you helped us continue to provide vital resources to women who are recovering from commercial sexual exploitation. 
Thanks. Um, but yeah, so I mean, 2020 really provided us a lot of time to like kind of, we weren't doing all the normal things we were doing. So we yeah. were able to focus on the program. And we totally didn't plan to say this, but yeah, go ahead. one thing is like, uh, and I'm not claiming, I'm not claiming that like COVID was like God made yeah, COVID. No. Like we, talking, <laughs> we have long theological discussions from COVID three, bad. three Bible school graduates. Right? Hey. Yay, yeah. Um, and, but I, I remember sitting Micah down and saying, Micah, there's so many like unnecessary meetings that are happening when yeah. I really feel like we're supposed to focus on building out the program and getting some things done. I said, and I cannot believe I'm saying this. I said in February, yeah. I said, it would be perfect if we just would just <laughs> put on the calendar, say for the next three months, we're not going to have a single meeting. Yeah, same cause the pandemic. <laughs> same cause the pandemic. Yeah, she said, she said, no, she's like, what if we just stopped doing speaking engagements? Like, what if we could take a pause on van tours? And we're like, no, that's crazy. Like, we got to keep going. That's crazy, Sam. And then we all stayed at home for months. Yeah. So, um, sorry. I'm just yeah. kidding. Well, but, and in and, and that time, you know, we uh, had some staff turnover. You know, COVID took some folks, you know, away from us. Not You know, just in the sense that they were at high risk. And so they had to, you know, just kind of step out of their roles, which uh, is fine and, 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 and good and we bless them but you know Liesel uh stepped into the program director role this year yes. um which has been a big blessing oh and gosh. it's i mean there's still a lot of building to do this this year has been a year of building and and strengthening and stabilizing is really the way that we've talked about it internally um but Liesel kind of has her own story and i'm wondering if one of you um might like to share <clears throat> what has recently happened with Liesel yeah well you know we this year we've grown our staff has grown tremendously. Yeah. I don't know if it's doubled or more than that, but we basically have an entire staff that's dedicated to the restorative care program. Right. And you know, really at the helm of, of leading our team and then building out the program and, and casting vision for what it's going to be. And, you know, this work is very hard. It's not easy. It's, it's yeah. uh, very traumatizing. It, you know, secondary trauma is a real thing. And yeah. We see and we hear about, you know, horrific things that have happened to people and that takes a physical toll, a spiritual toll, an emotional toll. You know, I even witnessed my my wife go through that with sure. her, you know, cardiac arrest and and the the implications of that and beginning to learn how to how to process, you know, what we experience and how to work in this in yeah. a healthy way. And so Absolutely. we went through this season where all of our staff it seemed like just like car wrecks, um, yeah. broken bones, illnesses. Yeah. Um, chronic pain, yeah. uh, car wrecks. And um, we just were like, you know what? We just need to come together and pray. Yep. And so we came together and we prayed for each other. And I remember we specifically prayed over Liesl because she probably had the most. Yeah. <laughs> she had the most, you know, just. Well, she'd had like she'd had like three vehicle related incidents, and one of them earlier in the year was a significant car wreck that created a lot of back pain. Yeah, back yeah, pain, yeah. and so we just began to pray <clears throat> over her, and um, she didn't notice anything after we prayed, but she just began to get the sense of, well, I, I've had this chronic back pain and it's gone. And so a couple weeks later, she began yeah. to it finally clicked in her head like this pain is gone. Like oh my gosh, I was healed. Yeah, That's amazing. And uh, and so that was a cool testimony. I know she had experienced some healing in her life before, but this was uh, <clears throat> something very special just because of the time moment in time where we were at, yeah. where we were coming up against so many difficult challenges. And yeah, it was just like the Lord. Um, 
really showed us just demonstrated his love. Yeah. And, and just letting us experience that supernatural event. Yeah, which also is just, you know, in case we haven't been real clear in terms of our communications, like, you know, we haven't stopped praying. That's one, yeah. that's one quote unquote program, uh, you know, that has not stopped for Elijah rising in 2020. Like we've yeah. still gathered to, even when everybody was in their own homes every single day of the week for weeks on weeks, we would still get on a zoom call, have a prayer meeting at nine Us o'clock in the morning. Toddlers and our dogs. <laughs> My son. All yeah, yeah. All of those things, right? Dogs, children, everything. And so we just kept praying. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, we were able to continue to do that and then saw the impact of those prayers in such significant ways, whether that was through funding or through, you know, physical healing in our own staff. It was real powerful. We're going to take a break in the podcast. Uh, When we come back, we're going to tell you uh, some more stories, some more miracle stories from 2020. See you in just a minute. When we began to face the issue of sex trafficking, we were devastated by the number of survivors who struggled to find lasting and safe employment. We realized that a major part of the recovery process had to be economic empowerment. The women that we serve have survived immense harm, but their resilience and strength inspire us every day. These women are creators, innovators, and visionaries. They deserve the freedom to thrive and pursue their greatness. At Elijah Rising, we create hand-built goods that empower women who have survived human trafficking. We know that you're going to love what we make at Elijah Rising Goods because we believe in the goods that we create and we believe in the amazing women that produce them. Hey, welcome back to the Elijah Rising podcast. And uh, on today's episode, we're talking about the miracles of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sam, if yes. we can turn back to you, this has been quite the year for social enterprise. Woo! Um, yeah, big year. Big year. Big year. And <laughs> <laughs> it's we, not funny. It is like, funny. Did we mention sarcastic. that it was a big year? <laughs> um, one of the coolest things. I think that you and Chels and whoever else, I don't know who all went, was involved in this decision-making process. I think one of the coolest things you guys did was create this like poetry Which, element. Before that. Okay, okay, go ahead. The wildest <laughs> thing that happened was... We were just talking about the pandemic, which we're yeah. going to bring it up a lot because it's kind of framing our national history right now, our, our, our international history. Everything. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, the store shut down. Yeah, that's right. The the uh, the office is shut down. Here goes social enterprise down the drain. Yeah, because, yeah, because no retail. brick and mortar retail store. We're de- dead on arrival. Close the door. Yeah, absolutely. So we had this like, and mind you, what you don't know is that we had a couple um, of women who were queued up to get hired for the social enterprise and they were like rip roaring to go like ready. Yeah. Like we're let's do this. We're yeah. We had been gone through the interview process. We began, we were just so devastated because the, the literal pandemic came lockdown happened. We had to say, we have to pause. And then it was this whole thing of like, can we even afford it? Yep. Well, this miracle happened and um, like half miracle, half also like, 
I creative far, genius. You know, <laughs> um, in January, I had I'd gone to Dallas to show our right. our line of goods to a number of different stores. Um, and a few of those stores picked up our goods. And yep. so we had this influx of orders, including our largest order to date. So we were able to hire both of those ladies in the midst of a pandemic, yeah. growing our team. Ah, oh, it was incredible. And so, and not only that, in the middle of the pandemic as well, like we were able to hire, we had, we contracted out a couple weeks of work from a different safe house. Because it, despite the pandemic forcing us to lock the doors of the brick and mortar store, which was real. And we made the right decision and all that. Yes. We were still getting wholesale orders and yeah. just like crazy response to our products. Yes. And just to give you an idea, we launched the social enterprise in my kitchen, 2017, yeah. of se- September of 2017 to up to, um, let's go to December 31st, 2019. Yeah. We have had a total Online orders, we had a total of 400 online orders. It's crazy. 400, wow. 400, 400. Everyone counted at home, 400. Uh, today, we are at um, all time 1,300 online orders. Crazy. So <laughs> it is insane the amount of growth. Thank you guys yeah, who have again. purchased. I see y'all using the podcast um, discount code, you yeah. know. Um, but, but, and I obviously don't want to the way that we, what you what you were describing was the poetry project yeah. one way that we want to empower the women of social enterprise and myself like all of us because we are the women of social enterprise yeah. is sharing our voice and our stories even in in a way that is empowering it's not just because you know what i'm not just the most horrible thing that happened to me right <laughs> i'm much more complex than that and the same thing goes for our entire team so i want to read you a couple poems because oh that'd be great yeah, yeah. um of the women who are in the social enterprise their voices um and I didn't, I asked them to write poetry. I, it didn't have to be about social enterprise, but this one really, um, it just got me. They're so incredible. Um, okay. So this is, this is our first one and it it starts off talking about her first day. I was a no call, no show my first day. You can only imagine flight to where could I possibly go? It was a new city, a new road, a new dot on the map. My feet had never been freeze. Yeah. That sounds more like me that day. I wanted this so bad. I had it all planned out. And I froze. I told myself I was ready for this, ready to give back. Fight. That's what I do. I fight for my life. Fight till the depths. Fight for the truth. So I came back. I stepped in, captivated by the relaxing scent. My mind traveled to the front of the sea. The clear max welted, the clear melted wax was like the water as I poured into the jars that would soon be an inspiration. I wonder who will read this. I wonder what their dream is. Have they ever swam in the sea? Do they know that this contributes to me? Tell them I'm grateful. Mm. Show them my joy. May the ocean speak their deed. Forget the page. I'm going to change the book. Wow. That's my favorite line. That last <laughs> line. That's amazing. Um, and then the other one. Let's see. Let's see. I want to read. There's, there's a few. Um, I'm going to read this one. I am who I am because of what happened to me, but what happened to me does not have to define who I am Mm. or who I'm becoming. Trauma didn't break me, shame, crush, or defeat me. I survive. My light is shining and will continue to shine ever so bright. I'm going to let my voice be heard as I pass laws across the country. I'm going to be a world changer (laughs) and a light in this dark world. I still have hope. Even though I have been through a storm, I found my new name. 
I found my new name because I found freedom in the one who never left me in my storm. My name is daughter of the one true king, and I'm finally free. Wow. Um, and these poems even sparked their creation of their own candles. So mm-hmm. if you are Candle of the Month Club members will get those poems and a candle inspired by that poem in that year. So it's just, it's a miracle, A, that we were able to give them the job that they deserve. Um, and in the midst of this pandemic that we could continue with our mission of economic yeah. empowerment. Like, it is my dream come true. <laughs> yeah. It's huge. Yeah. No doubt. Um, David, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about intervention. Uh, you know, again, that was another program that was put on pause, you know, uh, because we did, you know, the way that we were doing intervention before, you kind of had to get in the car with one another and, you know, strangers yeah. getting in confined spaces. And so we kind of put that on pause. But we learned real quick that, you know, the pandemic actually wasn't negatively impacting the trade at oh, all. Yeah. In fact, in, in, in many cases it was getting worse. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if there's any stories that stand out to you from intervention uh, from 2020. Yeah. I think this was a good year for us to um, rethink how we were doing intervention. Yeah. And, great point. You know, we were, um, we had multiple um, sites and we would average, you know, anywhere from 50 to 70 people, volunteers coming out overnight yeah. and going out, which was incredible to me that you can get that many people to yeah. go out like from nine to midnight. Like. Again, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we know that yes. some of you are yes. listening and watching right now. Like we could not do that work without our volunteer base. That's you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. And then we realized that, you know, we, we began to just send a small team, mm-hmm. just this one, the same team. We would, and we would just focus on one area. And uh, we began to see amazing results. Yeah. I think it was because just the consistency and and it was the same people going every week, sometimes even multiple days a week, just because the need was so great. Like they would go out there at midnight in the middle of the pandemic while everyone is, you know, quarantining in their homes. And there was more women out on the street and cars than there has been in previous years. And so, um, we had multiple exits, like on the night of intervention, where women were like, "I need help." Yeah. In some cases, they were um, even like, which is wild. Yeah. It might, not, it's, it's it might not, not sound like a wild thing, but like we used to train people to say, "Look, exits aren't going to happen That's during right. intervention because it takes time. You know, they have to think about it, they have to plan for it. Do not expect for someone just to say, "Hey, I'm ready to go." And it's been happening all year long. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's just. And, and he, I know, this one miracle comes to mind because um, one week we had a journalist um, from World 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 Journalist uh, come and and want to be a part of intervention to do a story about how the pandemic is affecting sex trafficking. And so um, this lady goes on with our team and she's recording you yeah. know, audio interactions. Our our intervention team leader Bob um, he's in the audio recording and she captures Bob. He walks up to this girl, and he just says her real name. Uh, and the girl is, like, completely baffled because Bob didn't know her name. And she, everyone on the street, they don't go they by their real name. name. Nobody goes by, yeah, yeah, right. They have a street name. Their, they have a street name, yeah. And so she was just like, and in the audio, we'll put this in here, but in the audio recording, she's like, what? She's like, you know my name. That's what, what? She was just she goes, like, you just speechless. said my name. Yeah. You, just, you didn't ask me my name. You said my name. And, he, and he's like, can I pray for you? She's like, yeah, dude, because you just said my name. <laughs> Hi, 
That's crazy because I told him my name. She had given Wicker a fake name, and he called her by her real name. Do you know God often tells us real names out here or leads them to do that? Oh my God, that's crazy! But I need it right now. Father, in Jesus' name, God. God, you know what she needs far more than she knows what she needs. God, that you would protect her, guide her out of this darkness into your light. In the almighty name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you, guys. Can I give you a hug? Yes, you sure can, because you guess my name. God bless you. You guess, you, you ain't no guess my name. You said my name. Yeah, so the, wow. Lord, the Lord has just been, you know, giving just that word of knowledge that it's amazing. supernatural knowledge of just even her name. Yeah. Shows her that wow, there there is a God who's really He cares mm. for me. Mm. He would empower these people to come out here in the rain, in the cold. Yeah. Like we just yeah. finished a Black Friday intervention, and it was pouring rain. Like I'm out there in my rain jacket, and there's people out there, and they have nothing. Yeah, they, some don't even have shoes. And I, I I overheard a volunteer saying, "I broke my." It was just kind of a quote that stuck out to me right now, but her shoe actually broke. Mm. And she was just like, you know what? If my shoe's broken, I can be. I'm fine because they don't have any shoes. Yeah. Mm. And I was just like, wow, that's the heart, you know, of, of these volunteers that are going out there continually. Yeah. And didn't someone, one of the one of the people you're talking to, even say, we can tell who really cares because they come out when it's raining and when yeah. it's cold, versus the people who just come when it's, you know, yeah, easy. And, and you know, they set up food. They set up a church cooked a full on Thanksgiving meal. Mm-hmm. And they set out food and um, and a yeah, lot of I you thought, guys came to the store on Black Friday and came and donated goods, yeah. um, hand warmers, clothes, and that was all handed out as a Thanksgiving blessing to people that they were. And it was pouring down rain, but y'all were still able to give those things. Yeah, I thought no one was going to come because we set up and right. we didn't see anyone. And just an hour later, people started showing up. Um, women were like, "Hey, thank you. We didn't get to have Thanksgiving. Yeah, like thank you for bringing this meal." And uh, I was just looking at the numbers because, you know, we keep we we keep track of, you know, outreaches and how many people we come in contact with. And, you know, we partner with Rescue America to hand out the hotline and things like that. And so I was just looking at the numbers. And despite all the craziness of 2020, despite shutting down interventions for months um, to date, we still in the year of 2020 reached over 800 women. Wow. with the resources. Wow. And so a lot of that, um, you know, the majority of that was through phone banking, uh, which is a, you know, a method we use in outreach where we actually just place phone calls. But it's still really effective because she answers the phone. You can still have the same conversation with her. But almost 300 of those encounters were on the street. Yeah. We're, you know, despite all of the barriers that we've had to overcome this year, we're still able to see the Lord work and move and reach these people um, who are being exploited and um, and exits. And exits are just, you know, I can't wait to see the exit numbers uh, for 2020 as we kind of wrap the year up and get, yeah. you know, get with our partners and kind of figure out the, the whole impact. But again, like the miracle, I mean, there are those little miracles, you know, the word of knowledge is yeah. so cool, but like the, the real miracle here is just like that despite all those things, like God's still moving and like the work is still being done. Yeah. Like it's still all being done. Um, and it would have been easy to be really afraid this year to think, sure. like, Oh no, we can't move forward or we have to pause everything, which we did have to pause like van tours. But, yeah. but the services that we could provide or that we, the you we, included, the collective, we, um, yeah. that God would make a way that we could still do that, that we could still be here. And we feel 
it's just, and, and we just kind of, we're kind of finishing up the numbers and being like, not only did we survive, like God is moving. Thriving. And it, feel, it yeah. feels unbelievable, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of people, it doesn't make sense because I know a lot of nonprofits, I know a lot of churches that this year was uh, really a, a year where, you know, it's make and break and a lot of these, right. mm-hmm. it, it didn't go so well this year yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, that, that's kind of all the stories we talked about and prepared for, but I also just want to add one more. Um, this year we also launched a podcast <laughs> and we sure did. if you're, if, if you're, we're, we're going to close with this. Uh, I know the episode's getting long. We also made a movie too. I'm we also saying. made a movie. <laughs> we, made a movie. <laughs> we made a movie this year. Um, and I don't want to keep that. talking about us, you know what I mean? Cause it really is about what the Lord has done and what you, you are partners, our supporters, our followers have done. But like, uh, you know, in February we launched the first episode of the Elijah, the Elijah rising podcast. And if you're a YouTube viewer, of this podcast, you should just like scroll and go look at that first episode. It yeah. looks really <laughs> rough. So We've just okay. had, but because of this year and all the things. Uh, we've been able to really focus on this being a primary tool of our awareness, mm-hmm. uh, of our communications, and we've been able to tell so many cool stories. and And the you know the whole goal of this podcast is to really look at the issue of sex trafficking from yes. a, a, a few different lenses. And yes. you know, we we were hoping to have more guests on the podcast. Um, you know, again, the pandemic kind of prevented that from happening, but I think it worked out really well because yeah. we got to talk a lot about what God is doing. Um, you know, yeah. from our perspective and in social enterprise, and yeah. And it- it's not only that it's like, oh, we did a thing. It's not even that. It's that we were able to get the information because people will always say like, oh, well, you got to go to Elijah Rising Mentor and educate yourself. Yeah. There's been all these ways that people had to come and touch to learn and to advocate and to join this fight. But we created this so that anyone, I mean, we have people right. who are reaching out across the world now who's tuned in this podcast. And so, so that we can mobilize people with just a, with more empathy, with more understanding, with more education. And this has been a long-term goal of Elijah Rising to have something right. like this so that we can connect with people, whether or not they're in Houston. Um, so they have the necessary tools and the encouragement to say, you can do this. And if you're listening, like you have a place in this and we believe in you. And the only thing that separates us is this screen. Like right. you are a part of this as much as we are. And Absolutely. so that's why this was so important to, I think this team in general. Yeah. We've had over 4,500 downloads yeah. across six continents. Podcast and Spotify. That's not including YouTube. Not including YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're making that happen. And so, um, this is the last episode of the year, but we have a lot of cool stuff in store um, for 2021. Um, so this is how I want to close. Uh, this this just popped into my head. So I want each of you to take like just 60 seconds. I want you, and I give you a little bit of time to think about it. But the question I want to ask you is like, what's your dream for 2021? And and that can be as you're thinking about that, like that can be something practical. Maybe that's you know for David, it's like you know two million podcast listeners, or I don't know, you know what I mean, or like <laughs> or like maybe it's you know maybe it's something else. Maybe it is another miracle story. Maybe it's another house gifted to us for some reason, you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, but like, what is it that you are hoping to see the Lord do in 2021? And Sam, I'll start with you. Um. I actually have mine. Okay, go, go David. David. <laughs> Sorry, David. I'm usually the okay. quickest person. To I know, I know. Go. Yeah. Go, um, well, you know, I, since we started this podcast, we really feel like we have a community that's kind of growing. Like on average, we have around 200 listeners to every episode that's yeah. guaranteed to listen to it. 
And so I, that's just amazing to me that you're staying connected with us. And yeah, I great. feel like we're building this relationship through this lens. You yeah. know, we're not in the same room, but you're getting to know us. And, and in a way, through your comments and through what you're sharing with us, we're getting to know you, your struggle. Uh, we just yeah. um, sort of revamped our Facebook group that's this right. year. We have 900 people that have just invited each other word of mouth yeah. to be in this online community group. And so next year, I'm really excited to really emphasize the community because you guys are doing so much of the work of spreading word of mouth. Like yeah, that's right. This podcast, this is just fuel for you guys to go out and, and to spread the awareness, to get involved, to be a light in your community. And so the more that people soak this in, the more we're able to disseminate information, the more we're able to provide resources and help in trafficking. And so that's my that's my prayer for 2021 is that our community would just grow closer. It wouldn't be so much of, oh, this is Elijah Rising and this is, you know, donors and volunteers. But right. we're, really, we're really a team. This is a team. This is a team effort that we're doing. Yeah, that's know? so good. That's so good. Yeah. All right, Sam. Um, man, it, it might not make sense to everybody, but um, I, when we, when we put out the, um, Restored She Will Rise film, it really reawoken something, which you might think that I'm very creative if you know me or have worked with me in artistic in person, but it really awoken a different type of artistic in me. Hmm. And even with the poetry project in this, and I have this like zeal and fire for sharing stories of survivors and people engaged in this fight in a way that doesn't have to emphasize their trauma, right? but emphasize their overcoming spirit and their art and Heck music. Yeah. And um, Bob, our intervention leader, yeah. is like an amazing musician songwriter that we didn't know. We did not know. Um, <laughs> Chelsea, who's on our team, is an incredible songwriter. Um, we dabble in the arts and in, in music as we well. We have an album coming. Yeah, out we're working soon. on lots of Whoa. things that we're. Me and David are. I'm like always pressing David for us to write music and sending like sound clips of like this is the next song you need to write it for. Yeah, what's the um, album called? Cry for or, uh, the, yeah, yeah. What was it? The Cry for Justice. Yeah, the Cry for Justice. And yeah. so I'm, I'm, and Taz, amazing, still poetic, such an amazing poet and like, yeah. just like hype man of the century on social media. He doesn't even live in Houston. He doesn't live in Houston. He found us on social media. Oh my Lord. If you haven't heard his spoken word, can we post it in the Go show to the notes? blog. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's in the blog. You can go to the Elijah Rising blog. And it's I there. believe, I believe in my dream for 2021 is to see an artistic expression, explosion yeah. of awareness that doesn't just tell people what sex trafficking is, but gives people hope in the beauty, creativity, and like, power of God's people just being free and expressing themselves through art, through poetry, yeah. through music, through um, prose, through through film, and, and how that's going to express um, survivor stories and advocate stories in a way that's empowering. Yeah. Um, and so I really am excited to see how that even happens. But yeah. 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 It's awesome. So be on the lookout for that. If you're not subscribed to this channel, that should have been a great way for you, you know, yeah. to know that you need to watch out. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm going to give myself the the talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what is your dream for? We yeah. care about you, Adam. Come oh, on. thank you. Uh, I'm more than a podcast host. No, uh, I and and this might sound like um, I don't know what the right word is. I, I, my dream for 2021 is to is to see more lives restored, mm. and, and maybe it sounds cliche. 
Uh, but what I mean by that is like, I, and I can't give a whole lot of details, obviously, because we have to protect the, you know, the anonymity mm-hmm. of our, of our mm-hmm. clientele, but we have some clients, um, that I've just had the honor and the privilege of watching their process for a while now. Mm-hmm. And like when, when you just see somebody, um, grow, I think is, is the, is the best word to use here. When you just see them grow, um, and you see that healing process. I'm, I'm going to crack. I am too. Um, when you can, and, and you know, like I'm the development director. Like I help my content. I raise money. Uh, I talk to people. Right. And so I'm not in the day to day operations of the program. I'm not. And you know, that's not my lane and that's fine. But like just, I just from a distance get to, to get to see the impact of, of what you our, our supporters, our followers are doing and how that is directly um, changing lives and providing a, 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 a hot meal, a warm bed, a, a roof, um, uh, you know, all the things that are necessary, you know, the, the, the highest quality psychological care that somebody could get. Um, and when you watch that person, like those little moments when you see them the next time and you can tell, wow, that they've made a huge stride in healing yeah. and, and maturity. And now they're in the store and you have these conversations with them and it's just like, it makes it all worth it. And my dream for 2021 is just to be able to do that again and again yeah. and again. Um, and to be able to just watch those relationships flourish and those lives change. And so thank you. 2021. Adam, you made me cry. I know. Just, there's like tears falling to the ground. Um, but like that is what, that is why we do this. That is why the podcast, that is why all these things, that's why that candle, that's why the communications, all the things that we do. And so thank you. You've, you've done this. Um, this, I know we're the ones that have the microphones. We're the ones that are on the screen, but you have done this. You're the one who are, who is empowering, yes. um, uh, these women, these survivors, these overcomers, you're doing this. Uh, we, uh, like David just said, like, we are a team, we are a community, we are a family. Um, and so look, 2021 is like what, what, like 12 days from being, every, I don't know, like 10 days. From, oh my God. What yeah. is it? When this comes out, it'll only be like a few know, days. Like a week uh, or Right. From being over. And, and not that like the, cha- that like the flip of the calendar is going to change, you know, the pandemic situation or whatever, but like we are entering into a new season. And so, uh, hang with us. Let's keep working together. Let's keep attacking this issue, this injustice together. Let's be in this together. Let's do, let's go further. Let's go higher. Let's see more lives restored. Um, so I just encourage you to like subscribe share, tell your friends, hit us up, send your, send us your questions. Uh, you know, is there somebody you want to see us talk to in 2021 conversations you want to have in 2021 and become a donor, become a monthly donor, even a $10 a month gift, um, can change a life forever and create just legacy for, for generations. Uh, and so, you know, be a part of the movement in that way as well, become a beacon of justice today and we will see you next year on the Elijah Rising podcast.